0: Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Find Me in a Book podcast. I'm your host, Tav. We are back for book two of Colleen Hoover Month. And I don't know how you felt about last week, but I am really hoping that I enticed you to start reading her books. And I know, like, I've been doing quite a bit of research into, like, how she is on TikTok if that makes sense and how people are reacting to her. And honestly, I see both sides, which I mean, I'm not surprised. But some people just can't stand her, and others like me love her books. <laughs> like there it's kind of either or. There's n- there wasn't a lot of people that I found that are in the middle. You either love her or you hate her. Okay, so the more books that I have read, I can see, okay, so I, I can see this point that they're saying, is that there's always a plot twist. I can see that. I can see that. I've read, I think this is her fourth book that I've read of hers. There really is always a plot twist, and it's a pretty big plot twist. If you want to say they're kind of predictable in that sense, yes, but for me, they're not predictable at all. <laughs> like... I am so surprised every time the plot twist is dropped. I really am. Like, I do not see these things coming. And I don't know, maybe just other people can, but I go in with a positive mindset to every book. And and usually it ends up pretty good. And so, yeah, like we talked about last week, I haven't read too much into the books that I am going to be talking about on these different episodes because I want to go in blind because... I don't want them to become predictable. Anyways, kind of went in a circle right there, but let's get to the book that we are talking about today, and before, I mean, before I get into this, I do want to tell you guys that next week, I am going to be talking about Verity, and the husband is going to be on this episode. So if you've read Verity before, you know that we're in for a treat, and this is the book that is kind of suspenseful and kind of a little bit of a thriller. So I'm excited to see what the husband thinks about it, what he thinks about like the plot twist and how that goes. So stay tuned for that episode. I'm really excited about it. But for this episode, we are going to talk about November 9. As for the spice level, I mean, there were a couple scenes that were like spicy, but nothing descriptive like it's a fade to black like nothing that you would close your eyes at or have to skip. So I'd say like a 2 out of 5 spice. And yes, I would recommend this book to my mom and sister. I think that they would enjoy it as I did last week. I would recommend that one. I would recommend this one. I having read Verity already, but I'm I mean I'm going to reread it and take notes. I don't know if they would like Verity. I mean, I'm kind of already skipping ahead and telling you guys. I don't know if they would like Verity. I believe they would like the other books that I've read. This book is kind of interesting because it's split into six Novembers. It each each November, it happens on the 9th. Like each of these instances, I guess you could say. And we have two characters. So we have Fallon, who's the main Like female character. And then we have Ben, who's the main male character. And so this is the first November. So it's the 9th of November, but it's the first of it. So we meet Fallon and she is at a restaurant right now with her dad. And they are bickering about a lot of things. And he gets recognized because he was an actor on like a hit series on TV or whatever. And she also used to be an actress on like a kid's show or whatever. And she, I think she did it for like a couple years. But then since after the accident that happened when she was 16, she hasn't been an actor since. And the accident was the fire, which we'll talk about in a little bit. Uh, So they have a pretty rough relationship. Just because, like, I don't, her dad kind of seems like a dick. And he doesn't think that she's good enough anymore. She, he thinks that she's ruined because she has these scars on her face. And he's just not a good dad. And it's been two years since this fire happened. And she was at her dad's. So she would go and sleep at her dad's once a week. And he didn't have his phone when she texted him that she was staying that night. So she went into the house, was sleeping, and then the house caught on fire. And he didn't know that she was in the house. And so she got pretty severely burned on, like, her left side, I want to say. And so they have a very, like, not smooth relationship because everyone, like, knows that it's her dad's fault that she was burned and he didn't know that she was there. He didn't read his texts. Um, so she had a lot of like third degree burns and she lost like her acting contract because of the scars and they changed her character and everything like that. So they're bickering and she decides to go to the bathroom. She just can't handle it anymore. When she comes back, she notices this really attractive guy and he looks up and he actually keeps eye contact with her and she is used to being, like hiding basically like she's very insecure about her scars and so she is not used to someone making eye contact with her and keeping that eye contact and so they just kind of like stare at each other as she walks by and he kind of gives like a small smile and she's very confused but also like he's very attractive Uh, so she sits back down with her dad and he's just being really like mean to her and and a jerk she tells him that she's moving to New York. Um, She wants to audition for Broadway. She wants to kind of get in that scene. And he just berates her and just is very rude. So um, the guy that she had eye contact with, he was sitting behind her dad. So her dad didn't see him, but he actually gets up. Like the, the guy gets up and comes over and sits by her and is like, hey, sorry, babe, I was late. Like LA traffic, you know. And he pretends to be her boyfriend and like introduces himself to her dad and basically tells her dad off. Like he sticks up for her and he just kind of tells her dad like how it is. And her dad gets mad and he leaves. And so she just kind of sits there like, oh, like you're my boyfriend, like pretend boyfriend. And he, he just like starts out joking with her. And it's. It's like instant chemistry, like instantly they're laughing together and uh, she tells him like, yeah, I'm moving to New York actually tonight, like my flight leaves that night and he jokes about them like dating like, oh man, I'm already going to get broken up with by my girlfriend She asks him, like, why did you stare at me? Just straight up. She asks, like, why did you stare at me? He is very honest about his first thoughts of her. Like, he thinks she's beautiful. He can tell that she's insecure and doesn't have confidence. And she's very surprised that he's, like, calling her out on it. Uh, He's just very honest. And they have a good conversation about her confidence and, and who she is and um, and then he thinks that she's mad at him because he was very honest. And then, uh, she turns to him and says like, you know, it's a very boyfriend thing to like help pack. And he was like, I would love to help you pack. So he goes to her apartment with her and helps her pack. And there actually is no awkwardness. It's just like straight up chemistry. They just joke a lot. They get along. Like, it's just. They they aren't uncomfortable with each other. And they actually really talk honestly. And he tells her straight up, like, people don't feel uncomfortable when they look at you because of your scars. They're uncomfortable because you make people feel like looking at you is wrong. Like, people want to stare at you. You're beautiful. But when everything about you screams look away, then that's exactly what people are going to do. And that's, like, these books they're just straight-up honesty. Like, these characters call each other out. They they just speak their truth, speak their mind, and they just give these truths so that it's like, oh, damn, like, okay, I can see that. That's some, like, knowledge. That's <laughs> so... Oh, my gosh. I don't know who I am today. It's been a weird day, like... I just feel very out of it. It wasn't a long enough weekend, and I hope these notes are going to make sense, because I I really just feel out of it, and I mean, everybody has those days, you know, but I wanted to make sure to get this episode out to you guys, so I apologize if it doesn't make sense, and you're like, well, I'm not going to read this book, because her notes were not making sense, so... All right, let's continue. So she finds out more about him. He has two older brothers. His mom passed away, left them the house, and he's going to school at UCLA for creative writing. And he asks her, like, hey, I still want to get to know you. Can I get your phone number? Can I get your email address? And she's like, no, no. Like, I don't want to give you my contact because, like, if I don't want to fall in love. Like, I don't want to fall in love with you. I don't want to fall in love with anyone. I told my mom I wouldn't fall in love until I'm 23. Because the majority of their people, which her mom says this, and I don't necessarily agree with it. Her mom told her that the majority of people have their lives figured out by 23. So she wants uh, to make sure, like, so Fallon wants to make sure, like, she knows who she is and what she wants out of life before she allows herself to fall in love. But, like, Okay, if you're 23, do you feel like you have your life figured out? I did not feel like I had my life figured out. I'm trying to think, when was I 23? That was six years ago. And six years ago was, oh my gosh, I don't know, years, 2016? Was that right? Yeah. So I had graduated college uh, in 2015 So I was a year out of college. We had moved here to Utah, and I think I was working at a solar company. And I know for sure I didn't have my life figured out. And I knew for sure, like, I didn't know what I wanted. So I don't agree with this. At 23, you really don't know what you're doing in life. I didn't figure out what I really wanted to do until, like, last year, which is this podcast. I mean, I've done HR for, like, five years. Uh, I think I keep adding years each time I tell this. I actually think I've been in – wait, no. I've been in HR for five years. And at first, I loved it. It's just burnt me out. HR really burns you out. Ever since I found like the podcast and doing this, like this is my passion. This is what I want to do for the rest of my life because I freaking love reading books and that will never change. And I love talking about books and that will never change. So, I mean, it's kind of like a win-win. I get to talk to you guys even if you don't listen. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. But I just basically talked to myself then. (laughs) And this is what I want to do. And it took me until I was 20. Oh, let's see. I was 29, which I'm 29 still. So in October, it will be a year since I started this podcast, which is really, really exciting because I still love it. I'm still obsessed and I still have so many ideas that I want to do. So that was kind of like a random, not really a random, but a little... You know, rant about how we don't know what we want in life when we're 23. That's just, it doesn't work that way. Unless you want to be a doctor. Like, unless you want to be a doctor or you knew exactly what you wanted to be when you grew up, then sure, maybe you have it all figured out at 23. But for the most of us, you don't. You really don't. You figure it out along the way. And even then, it takes years and years and years. So I definitely don't agree with what her mom said. So he tells her, okay, we have five years, like, we can fall in love in five years. And he, they talk about, like, her scars some more. They talk about her experience. They talk about their lives more. And she tells him, you know, one of the things I always try to remind myself is that everyone has scars, a lot of them even worse than mine. The only difference is that mine are visible and most aren't. And so they make a deal because they really like each other. They had a connection. So they, they make a deal to meet up again every year on the ninth and just pick up where they left off. They'll have no contact in between and they'll stop after five years. So they make the deal that she promises she'll audition for Broadway and he has to write a book about the relationship they couldn't have. So he'll start his book, she'll she'll audition, and they kind of make like homework for each other. So he has to read her top five romance novels. So she makes a list for him. And she has to get laughed at once a week as like a good laugh, you know? And she has to go on five dates, and she has to kiss at least two of them. So she has to do this within the year. So then it goes to their second November. He's at the restaurant of where they met, and she's two hours late. So he's kind of worried. And, of course, they don't have each other's contact number. Like, they can't call each other. So she actually calls the restaurant, and the restaurant gives him their phone and she says that her flight was delayed and he's like okay well meet me at my house like that will be easier so she gets to his house and she gets out of the cab and he can immediately tell like she just has confidence um, and because her flight was delayed she only has six hours uh, until she has to get back on a flight to go to New York because she actually has auditions for the community theater there she still has her audiobook job, which I don't think I told you guys that she does. Um, so she does like audiobooks, like narrates them as like her main job, as she does her acting and theater and all that. So that that's what pays the bills. Uh, and they just instantly hit it off again. Like it's as if they haven't been apart for a year. And so he like takes her up to his room and they just talk and laugh and kiss. And, um, his sister-in-law Jordan actually walks in on them and she like immediately backs out. She's like, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. And it's kind of funny. And, uh, she's like, dinner's ready. So they go out and, and eat dinner and, and Jordan is about to marry his brother, Kyle. And he has, he has two older brothers. So Kyle is right above him and then Ian is the oldest and Ian is a pilot And then Kyle works for, like, a tech company. And so Ian comes in because Kyle and Jordan are about to get married, like, in a couple days. And so uh, Ian gets home from a flight um, to be there for a wedding. Like, they all live there together at this house. And so Ian comes in. He's very friendly. She meets him. Kyle comes in, and he seems really pissed. And so he takes Ben to the other room and um and like is talking to him but kind of yelling and so Fallon kind of walks around the corner and sees that Kyle actually punches Ben in the face. And she's like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa, like what's happening?" And Ben's like, "It's fine, it's fine. Like let's just go back upstairs." So they talk some more about their life like updates everything he's still going to UCLA full time for creative writing and communications and that's why that's where the the jokes come in about him writing a book i don't think i i said that i didn't set up his character right but yes he's going into creative writing and she knew that he was a writer just by how he kind of like talks and so that's why his homework was to read like those romance books and they've been joking how he's going to write about their love story and november 9th and everything like that So he tells her like before she leaves that he'll go to Brooklyn next year and tells her that she needs to call her dad, which she hasn't talked to her dad in a year. Um, The last time she did was at the restaurant and she had gotten mad at him. They separated. And yeah, she hasn't talked to him since then. So then it goes to their third November. And again, remember, they don't have any contact with each other. So he's supposed to be there in New York and she has been so excited for this, like this whole year, like she started writing things down, writing things in a notebook, just so much to tell him. So she actually gets a call from the restaurant and it's him and he, he, he's still in LA and she's very confused. He sounds very weird. She's like, what's happened? Like, is everything okay? And he's like, no, I'll, I'll see you next year. And she's like, wait, like what's going on? And he tells her that his brother Kyle actually died two days earlier in a car wreck. And so she's heartbroken. And so it kind of, it goes to Ben's point of view, which this whole book has, has gone back and forth between Fallon and Ben. And so the next thing, like Ben is at home. He's getting ready like for the funeral and he hears the doorbell and it's actually Fallon. Fallon showed up that day, which is really cool. And he completely breaks down like they cuddle on his bed and he just breaks down. He just sobs because they've already lost their mom like two, three years before. And they lost Kyle now. And him and Jordan, Kyle and Jordan were supposed to like it was going to be their one year anniversary. Remember, they were about to get married. Um, So there's their one year anniversary coming up and Jordan is actually pregnant, too they they really connect again um and it's it's like they didn't like they haven't been apart for a year and they actually make toast that night which there's no details really it's a very fade to black so after they make toast um they're just talking some more and, and he tells her like he doesn't want to say goodbye when they wake up and he says, like, can we please have each other's phone numbers? Can I please call you? I want to be with you. And she's like, okay, yeah, I want to be with you. And, and he says, like, like, what if we lived in the same town? Like, what if I moved to New York? Because, like, we'll probably sell the house. Um, Jordan will probably live with her mom in Nevada. Ian will live, like, in a different place. And I'll move to New York with you. And, and she's like, yeah, that sounds great. And so in the middle of the night, uh, Fallon wakes up and she goes downstairs to get something to eat and Jordan is actually there. And Jordan has been holed up in her room for the past couple of days because, I mean, she's distraught. Her husband died. And so they get to talking a little bit and um, she finds out that Jordan actually doesn't want to go live with her mom and um, that Ben actually has an agent for his book. And so they just talk some more. And that's when Fallon realizes like he would be giving up the book if he were to move to New York with her. And he she doesn't want to be the reason that he doesn't finish what he started. Like there's no way that he can move there when his family needs him. And especially and especially Jordan is going to need him there way more than like Fallon needs him in New York. Um, Like Jordan's going to need all the support that she can get and so she goes back upstairs and Ben is awake and and she starts gathering up her stuff and he's like wait 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 like where are you going like we just agreed like i love you and that i'm going to move to new york like we agreed to not do the full like 5 years like what are you doing and she tells him like i would never forgive myself if i didn't encourage you to follow your dreams like you encouraged me to follow mine like Please don't ask me to be the reason you give them up. And she says, you know, I'll come here next year. I want to meet your nephew and we'll meet at the restaurant again. And he's very heartbroken. Like, I mean, they both are. They both are very heartbroken because they want to be together. But she made the decision for him that he needs to stay. And plus, they don't have each other's contact number. So it's not like he can really go after her. So then it's their fourth November. Right. Yeah. Their fourth November. And she immediately knew the year before that she had made a mistake. Well, like when she drove away in the cab and like leaving him and she still loves him, obviously. She actually is like kind of like in her thoughts. She's like, how am I going to tell him that I moved back to L.A. for him? And she made a huge career change. So she a huge career change. So she actually teaches acting now. She's like an actor coach or whatever. So she makes it to the restaurant. He's a little bit late, and he actually brings Oliver, which is his nephew. And so they're talking about Oliver. They're talking about their lives. And then she catches him saying like, oh, yeah, we keep the baby monitor by the bed. And she kind of looks at him, and he realizes what he said, and she kind of like, freaks out a little bit. She's like, "How long have you been dating Jordan? Like how long have you been together?" He tells her like, "I don't feel the same connection with Jordan. Like it just happened. We were both vulnerable. She just lost her husband, I lost my brother. Like we were in a bad place. Like we just we started dating and I I started helping to take care of Oliver. Like he is my world. Like I haven't been happy since he's been born." And so she gets really upset obviously even though he tells her like, I don't feel the same way about Jordan, but he's still dating Jordan. And so she's like, I can't do this. Like you're not going to put her in the situation. And so she like walks to her car and he's like, wait, why are you in a car and not a cab? And she's like, you know what? I'm, I moved here. He's like, did you move here for me? And she doesn't say anything. And so she, like, walks away again, like, brokenhearted, and she tells him, like, I'm not going to be here next year. I don't want to break up, like, your little family. Like, I'm not going to do this again. I won't be here next year. So then it's the 5th November, and she actually goes to a club with her best friend and the guy that she's been kind of going on dates with. And so she's getting pretty tipsy, and then all of a sudden her friend and her boyfriend, or her friend and her friend's boyfriend come over. And Ben is actually with them. And Ben had contacted the friend's boyfriend um, because they had met previously and was like, where is she? Like, I have been at the restaurant all day and I, I need to find her. And so he finds her and takes her to like a little storage room. And she's really mad at him. And he's like, I'm not dating Jordan anymore. Like we have a good friendship because of like, I helped take care of my nephew, but we're just friends. Like we realized uh, last year when I came home brokenhearted, Jordan immediately knew like, and, and we've just, I moved out then. And, and anyways, so Jordan has the house now and they're good friends. So he's like, I have a lot of explaining and groveling to you. I still love you. Like, please, like, let's make this happen. And so they like make out, and she's like, I don't want to. Like, I love you. Like, they both say I love you, and and she goes home with them that night, and they talk a lot, and it just seems perfect. <sighs> but we know things aren't perfect. So after this moment, once again. This is where the spoilers and the twist happen. So if you're not ready for that or if you don't want to know what happens, this is where you turn the podcast off. But also follow me on Instagram before you turn it off. It's find me in a book podcast and there's a period between each word. So now that I've done that little spiel, you've been warned that there are spoilers after this and the twist. So here we go. Once they're all reunited And they make toast and they're talking a lot. Everything's great. So she wakes up in the middle of the night and she is looking. I can't remember what she's looking for in his closet, but she sees his manuscript because remember, he's been writing a book this whole time about their relationship. So she finds it and she takes it to the kitchen and she looks to see that it's called November 9th. So she's like, "Okay, it really is about our life. I want to see, like, why Kyle punched him all those years ago. So she, like, skips to that part until she sees, like, Kyle's name. And she reads, um, does she know, Ben? Does she have any idea that you're the one who started the fire? That you're the reason she almost died? How's that for a spoiler? (laughs) It just, it just, uh, wow, you know? You weren't ready for it, and then it's like, boom. Oh, he started the fire? Oh, okay, cool. Well, uh, how are they connected? Is this guy a creep? Do we even know who this guy is? Not really, because it's not like they have spent a ton of time together. I think they added it up, and they've only spent 28 like hours together out of like five, six years. So that's, I mean, kind of interesting when you think about it. So obviously she freaks out that she's like, what twisted guy is this that he makes himself the plot twist? Like, is he real? Like, is this whole thing real? Is this guy fake? Is he stalking me? Is he like, he's known me since I was 16? Like something's not right. So she keeps reading and she reads the prologue again or the part of the prologue and she reads, um, everything is connected And it all begins on November 9th, two years before I came face to face with Fallon for the very first time, the first and last time my mother would die, November 9th, the night I intentionally started the fire that almost claimed the girl of that almost claimed the life of the girl who would one day save mine. And so she's just in shock and she looks up from the counter and he's actually in the doorway and he realizes what she's reading. And he kind of like walks towards her and he looks really worried. And she's like, please tell me I'm not your plot twist. Like, please tell me you are not this person. And he doesn't say anything. So she gets really upset and leaves. And they're both heartbroken because like they were just, they just found each other again. They fell in love. They told each other that they loved each other. And then this has to happen. And they don't see each other for another year. So it's been six Novembers and the like 10 minutes before November 9th. So on the night of November 8th, she gets a knock on the door and when she opens it, there's a box like that has a book in it and it's actually Ben's book that he was, he was writing and that she had read the previous year and then a note from Ben. And so she puts it in the living room and goes to bed. And so in the morning, Her mom actually comes and makes her breakfast and uh, when Fallon comes out of the room, um, her mom is just like crying and she had actually been reading the book for like four hours and Fallon is mad at her like, why would you read this? Like, don't read it. And her mom's like, have you read it? Like, you have to read this. Like, you have to get through the prologue. Like, please, 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 please just read this. And she tells Fallon, like, I'm not going to pretend that I know what you've gone through. But after reading those pages, I can assure you that you aren't the only one who is scarred in the fire. Just because he chose not to show you his scars doesn't mean that they don't exist. He put his scars on full display for you and you need to show him the respect he showed you by not turning away from him. And so it's like, oh my gosh, what are we going to find out in this book? And so once her mom leaves, she sits down and is like, okay, I'm going to read this book. Like, I love this guy. I'm still heartbroken, but I'm going to do it justice. I'm going to read this book. These are just like a very quick summary of like what we find out in the book. So on the morning of November 9th, when he was 16, he wakes up and instantly knows that something is wrong. So he goes down to his mom's room and he finds that she had actually killed herself in her bathroom. And there was a suicide note, but he didn't have a chance to read it. He was the one that called 911. His older brother Kyle had gone to college. Um, His older brother Ian was in pilot school, so it was literally just him at home. And so he calls like his brothers and he's pretty distraught. And so like later that day, he actually finds his mom's phone And goes through it just to see, like, if there are any answers because, I mean, he still hasn't read the suicide note. Uh, So he looks through a phone and sees these messages from this guy. And this guy's name is Donovan O'Neill, which I don't think I mentioned. Fallon's last name is O'Neill. Her dad is Donovan O'Neill. Ben is very distraught, obviously. His mom died earlier that day. And he is able to find Donovan's own Donovan O'Neill's address on her phone. And so he goes out that night in her car and sits at, on the street, like parks on the street of Donovan's house. And so he actually sees like Donovan get home late that night. And Donovan is at like this old vintage car and he's like fixing it. And then you can see that he gets a call and looks visibly upset and kicks, like, the car, kicks the gas can over. And Ben can only assume, like, he found out that his mom had died. And maybe Donovan actually did like her because he seems, like, very upset. So Donovan goes back in the house. And Ben doesn't even really think about his, what he's doing. He gets out of the car and he actually puts gas on this vintage old car and starts it on fire, which in return starts the house on fire. Remember that Fallon's dad doesn't know that she's in the house. And so he gets out, but she has to like be rescued from the firefighters because she's like trying to get out the window and... Um, But Ben has already left by then and he didn't leave any fingerprints like no one knows it was him. Everyone just assumes that it was her dad that started the fire. And so the next morning is when they find out that she was actually in the house like Ben finds that out. And of course, he feels terrible. He finds out that she's in critical condition. And his brother Kyle like finds out what he did, like makes him tell him. And he's like, we're not going to tell anyone. We're not going to say anything about this. Like, we are going to forget that this happened. And that's why Kyle was upset when he first met Fallon, because he's like, are you insane? Like, why did you bring her into our house? Like, you're really like playing with fire, lack of a better term. Um, And that's why he was upset. And Ben told him, like, no, like, I met her. Like, she's really great. I really like her. And it wasn't because I was seeking her out, really. But Kyle, of course, like, doesn't believe him or whatever. And then a couple days after, like, the fire and everything, Ben is really acting out like he's sleeping a lot. He doesn't want to do anything. He's depressed. Like, his mom just died. And his older brother, Ian, comes and sits By him and he's like you need to get out of bed like I know you're angry but like we have to get up and and Ben lashes out and Ian asks him like did you not read the note mom left us a note like please read this note and so he does like he actually reads the note and we find out that she actually had two months to live because she had really bad ovarian cancer like stage like the last stage of ovarian cancer And so she wrote this beautiful note to them, like saying how sorry she was, but she felt like this was the best way because if she were to like stay alive, it would, it would just be drawn out and she would use all their funds. Like they would want her to use like their trust funds and help like the money that they would do for like college or whatever. Like she would have to use that. They would be depressed. It would kind of just be like a long drowned out death and And she wasn't happy with that. She didn't want to do that. She didn't want to do that to her sons. Like, she loves her sons. So that's actually why she committed suicide. So we actually skip ahead of when he turned 18. And he goes on November 9th to her gravesite. And he actually sees Donovan, like Fallon's dad, at the gravesite. And so Ben follows him. And he follows him to the restaurant. And then he goes in the restaurant And he sees that Donovan is with his daughter, Fallon. And that's where the beginning of the book starts is when they're at the restaurant. Yeah, so it's just kind of like a full circle. So you see like what he went through and how it it came to be with Fallon and how he met her and, and where they're at now. And he put a letter in the book at like that point saying like, hey, please meet me at the restaurant. Like, I love you still. I want... I want to talk to you about this. Like, please, like, you are my world. So we don't know if she shows up until, like, it's his point of view. And he was there the whole day. And so the restaurant closes at midnight. So he leaves a couple minutes early and walks out to the parking lot. And he sees that she gets out of her car. And she actually has a smile on her face. And so he instantly knows that she is there for him. Like, that she's happy. And so he like runs to her and he is they're just both so happy. Like you can just feel it through the words of Colleen Hoover, like how she writes. Like you can just feel the emotion. And Fallon like looks at him and she's like, You were 16. Like you had been through one of the worst things a child could ever experience. Your actions from that night weren't because you were a bad person. Is because you were a scared teenager. Like, and sometimes people make mistakes. And so she's like, I don't need to forgive you. Like, you were a scared teenager. And so they just like, Ugh, it's just so cute. And they're like, finally able to be together. You find out their past. You find out how they find each other. Yes, it's so frustrating that it's been what, like seven years now? I don't know, six, seven years. But yeah, that's kind of like a really a really brief synopsis of the book and like kind of the twists and turns. So you, you get like the highlight points or whatever, but what are your thoughts? Like, uh, I mean, if you read this book, you'll really feel the emotions. You'll really feel the intensity. You'll feel their love. Like they just have instant chemistry and like how they talk with each other and joke and, and yeah, like he wrote his book and, we don't really find out anything after that. She's an acting coach and it's just kind of like happily ever after. And it's really nice. And I really like it. But yeah, once again, this book was very beautifully illustrated, like through words, obviously, you just become part of the character, like you feel for Fallon and like how she was at the beginning and how she was so insecure. And then And then you feel the love that Ben has towards her and how he helps her with like her self-esteem and help her love herself. And it's just a very beautiful story with developing characters and you just feel a part of their life and you get excited for them that they see each other once a year. Like, it's just, I just really liked this book. I really enjoyed it. Um, But yeah, so that is November 9th. I highly recommend it. I highly recommend it to my mom and sister. So definitely read it. And once again, next week, we are going to be talking about Verity. And the husband will be on that episode. So definitely stay tuned. And follow me on Instagram. And rate and review this podcast. Definitely subscribe. Uh, Listen to it on Spotify or Apple, iTunes, whatever you listen to it. I appreciate it and follow me on Instagram because I post stuff occasionally. So I'm grateful for you guys and I will talk to you later.